0: Hi everyone, Bernard Jackman here, uh, Ruby Ambassador for Cassidy Travel. Um, we're getting close now. Squad announced yesterday in the Shelburne after our last warm-up game against Samoa Friday night in Bayon. Um, we're probably one of the last teams, We I think we are one of the last tier one countries to announce our squad, but Farrell did that for a reason. He wanted to keep the squad together for as long as possible. Um, we found out he told the players, the last remaining five players who were going to be left out on Friday before the game, Saturday night, so um, they could process that. Very difficult for the likes of Tom Stewart, who had to play the game, Jacob Stockdale, who played the game despite knowing that, barring injuries, they weren't going to go to the World Cup and given the level of training and commitment and um, I suppose opportunity that happens at a a World Cup, it's, it's devastating for them personally. They'll go on standby now and uh, being in an awkward position. I was on standby for three World Cups um, where you're hoping your country do well, but maybe that the player in your position picks up an injury, which is a terrible way to think, but um, that will get you out there to, to be part of the biggest show um, in rugby. So very, very difficult for them. They'll go back to their provinces and, and Andy Farrell and David Nussifor have organized a series of interprovincial friendlies um, so that the players who are on standby plus extra players will get game time. And the reality of it is given the high attritional rate that we, we see in international rugby. Now there's probably players on standby who will definitely go to the world cup. And there may be players who aren't officially on standby who may go as well due to injury or, or, or or, or, or to a player in their position or maybe two players in their position. So, um, but the 33 man squad who who will represent Ireland at this world cup is now official. Um, Obviously the devastating news for Keane Healy, we, we, Pretty much any of us who watched that game on Saturday night knew the minute we saw him hobble off and not be able to put any weight on it, that it was highly unlikely he was going to be able to go. And and the scan that he got yesterday uh, proved that. So he wasn't going to be back for any of this World Cup. So obviously you can't name him then. And it does leave us a little bit short. Obviously, Keane Healy's one of our 100-cap-plus players. Um uh, has been coming off the bench for Andrew Porter late in games, gives us real solidity at the set piece um, and he is a blow. And it's probably the area that we've struggled to to build sufficient cover in. If you think about it, Andrew Porter was a tight head. He moved across the loose head um, and has become number one and, and he's world-class uh, in that position. But the backup to him, Keane Healy and... and Back up to Keane, David Kauyne, you know are they both the both wrong side of thirty. Um, have vast experience, are both quality players, um, but our age profile isn't really ideal. And then below them is is Jeremy Lockman. So Lockman would have been told on Friday that he wasn't going to be going to the World Cup. And then Keane Healy gets an injury after 10-15 minutes, and he sprung from the bench and gets the opportunity now to go to the World Cup. But um, the reality is I think he's still got a little bit of work to do to get up to that top level that Kilcoyne, Healy and Porter are at. And I would fear for for Ireland if, if Lockman has to, if he had a further injury there and Lockman had to play against South Africa or New Zealand or France or even Scotland um, in a group stage is because there is a big drop down to, to him and he's certainly a player that can develop. And and gain um, that quality and that experience. But at the moment, I think it is a a little bit of a a step back for us. But apart from that, every single one of our key players is available, which is testament to the the work of the strength and condition and the medical team. Um, You know, we were a little bit worried about Jack Conan. He's obviously good to go if he's been named. Keith Earls had a slight niggle on on Saturday, so he, he pulled out of the match. Beforehand, again, Farrell has no worries about him and the updates around Dan Sheen and Rona Keller are very positive as well. So we're going with only one sure member to travel being out through injury, which is when you look at what's happening in some of the other countries, um, that's a really good place to be. The performance against Samoa wasn't a vintage performance. A lot of rain down there. Samoa have improved massively. They've been able to benefit but from the fact of the change in the rules, where you can go back to the country of your birth, and they have people like Steve Luatua, uh, Liam Sopawanga, um to name just two, who have played for New Zealand, who are now back in the in the colours of their uh, their country of birth and country of heritage, and are adding that experience, that know-how, um, that is absolutely key to be able to compete with a tier one country. And they more than competed against Ireland um the other night. Some very smart kicking game. It was hard for our back three to to feel those contestable kicks and our scrum and our line out creaked as well. So we didn't really have any good possession. Uh, but yet there were some positives, I think, you know, the vision from Jack Crowley for that crossfield kick from Mac Hanson, which led to the try for Jimmy O'Brien was top class um, and also I think how the coaching staff were able to problem solve at half time particularly the line out, get that fixed Paul O'Connell was shown on the cameras um, with his laptop giving his forwards key messages where they could win quality ball and then it's a positive and a negative we were able to bring on an experienced bench like Sir Peter Manny, Rob Herring, uh, James Ryan and they helped us get a win in the end um, and that's that's good to, to know that our bench, whether we go young or old, can uh, can help us close out games. But I suppose the negative side of that was is that we needed them. And probably some of the fringe players who were getting that opportunity didn't have great games. We lost a physical battle to a big Simone side. and um, We didn't look very fluid. It was hard to get our attacking game going um, for a variety of different reasons. And it probably does show that we're very reliant on that first choice 15. Um, and that may be something that Farrell has to factor in as he looks at how he's going to pick his squads per per game. I think when you look at what Ireland are going to do, face at the World Cup, Romania are a team that we'll beat comfortably no matter who we play. But then Tonga will be buoyed by the performance of Samoa at the weekend against Ireland, will be buoyed by the great win Fiji had over England. And we may have to go stronger than we originally planned against them. And that's only a week out from that big test against South Africa. So it's uh, it's food for thought. But obviously Sexton coming back into the team now that his ban is over. For me, he adds 20% to this Irish team, um, makes everybody else better. It's not just... What he does with the ball, he makes everybody else better. So that's a big boost for us. I think we'll automatically look and play a lot better with him back at ten. And that's no disrespect to Ross Burner or Jack Crowley. It's just um, the influence that Johnny Sexton has in any team he plays in. Um, I suppose from what's happening elsewhere, you know, France had a very easy win against Australia, and you know, Jalibert, who's come in to replace Intermac, was was excellent. And Dupont, Dupont is probably going to this World Cup kind of like Messi went to the last one in the football where it could be just the tournament that he takes by storm and he's the name everyone's talking about he, beautiful cross field kick uh, for a try everything he does at the moment is, is productive it's dangerous and he looks at the absolute peak of his of his powers and um, it's going to be fascinating to, to watch him and thankfully he's in a different group but unfortunately we'll have to Potentially face him in a quarterfinal, or or maybe a little bit later, maybe a final if we if we both get there. Um, England the very poor, lost to Fiji, probably English rugby's at an all time low, and, and some of their pro- players have gone to social media to say don't doubt us, we know what we're doing, but the evidence on the field is is, is something that it's very hard to believe in them, and um, especially because Steve Bortwick's mantra is simplicity, um, so he's probably one of the few coaches who could have come in late like he did, came in for the Six Nations um, and implement that game plan that he made famous with Leicester Tigers. Um, And the scary thing is, and and I suppose the, the hard thing to understand, is why it's taking so long for his players to be able to implement that. And they look like a team who... Are short of confidence. George Ford said they've had their training levels have been very poor, which is really unusual um, uh, to hear about teams in pre season. Uh, But at least he's been honest. And um, their group is easy, but the likes of Samoa now will sense blood. And and on form, they're well capable of of beating England. So England may not get to that semi final that I think all of us took for granted they would when a draw was made. Uh, Australia, you know. Were shown the inadequacies in their game against France. Um, and again, it's one of those late coaching changes. Eddie Jones has gone back to Australia, very close to the end of the, the four-year cycle. And there hasn't been an obvious improvement. And loads of talent in that squad, but it's not really happening for them on the field. Big defensive issues um, and big set-piece issues as well, which if you don't rectify, they will come under pressure in a group, obviously, with with Wales, Fiji and Georgia. So no easy games in that group. and. At the moment, I'm sure the Australian Rugby Union are, are wondering whether they made made the right decision. Um, Wales didn't play. Uh, Italy scored some, some nice tries the weekend. Scotland were nil all against Georgia at half time, but pulled away in the second half and again showed that if they get good ball, um, they can score some ridiculously good tries. And while it's a long way away from my mind at the moment because it's the last game uh, for Ireland and it's in the group stages, uh, sorry, it's in October, um, that's one for me that uh, still gives me a little bit of, a little bit of fear. Um, and I'm really looking forward to Ireland seeing Ireland. You know, get up and running, get playing the type of rugby that they did to win a Grand Slam. To, they did to beat New Zealand in New Zealand um, with the key players like Sexton, Doris, Dan Sheen, Gibson Park, Gary Ringrose, Hugo Keenan, in a little bit of flow, regular selection, embracing this opportunity at the World Cup um, gives us and yeah or the squad fly out on Thursday they go to their training camp which is a place called Tours um which is where they'll base themselves for the for the whole world cup they'll get a TGV to to Bordeaux they'll get a TGV to Nantes they'll get a TGV to to Paris and hopefully that they're in Tours all the way till the very end um, the end of October because uh, I believe this squad is the best squad that Ireland have ever sent to a world cup in terms of talent experience uh, that sense of connection, the game plan, um, the trust between the players and coaches is at an all-time high. And I think we're on the verge of doing something really, really special. So, uh, uh, yeah, I just want to do a quick update. Now we know what the squad looks like. Obviously, you know, the talking point was he went with an 18-15 split, uh, 18 forwards, 15 backs, which meant that Stuart McCluskey made the squad. So now we have four specialist centres with Jimmy O'Brien and Keith Earls. Being able to, I suppose, play multiple positions. Um, and then we went for three out halves, three scrum halves. Uh, and in the four pack, we were able to drop that extra forward that a lot of teams have done. So a lot of teams have got 19, 14. Um, because of the versatility of Tygburn, Ryan Baird, and at a push, Ian Henderson, they can all play. Um, back rope blind especially um and that gives us a little bit of, of leeway there. So it would have been very hard for Stuart McCluskey to lose out. Um, he had a good game on, on on Saturday night, very powerful up the middle of the field and um I think you know with Bundiaki, Robbie Henshaw, Gary Ringrose and Stuart McCluskey, um we have four centres that we can absolutely trust and believe um, have the quality and experience to to do it at the highest level. Quick mention for the fellows who've dropped out of the last last stage so obviously Tom Stewart Dolstrooker um Keane Prendergast, Kieran Frawley um and Jacob Stockdale I mean uh, it is very difficult for them uh they've given everything they have in the, in this squad and, and I think it's just um down to the balance of the squad that's for example for Jacob Stockdale um it's the leadership qualities that Keith Earls has the fact that he can play fullback center or winger just gives him the nod in that situation. And probably someone like Kieran Frawley just has had such a bad luck with injuries for for Leinster over the last year. He hasn't had enough opportunities to show what he can do, but certainly he's young enough, as Stockdale is, for the next World Cup cycle. And Keen Prendergast as well, who I know... Made a massive impression on the coaches, but just um, wasn't enough bodies to. I think if they went 19, 14, he would have made it. Um, But he loses out probably to Stockdale, even though they're not in the same position for that last place in in the squad. So I'll be back next Monday to do a a big review of the preview of the opening weekend, um, the Ireland Romania game, um, and. France, New Zealand, which is opening up the World Cup uh, on Friday night, uh, Friday week at at 8 o'clock. I'm going to be over there for RT. I can't wait. It's it's a game that i have been looking forward to uh, since the draw was made. And the closer I get to it, the the more excited I am. So I look forward to keeping in touch with you all throughout this competition. Um, And I'll chat to you all next Monday. Thank you.